The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The Retirement Clinic, live here at WISN every Saturday, hosted by Jeff Kowal, sitting right to my left. How you doing, Paul? I'm fantastic. Great to have you here, Jeff. Uh, every Saturday, we are on live, and a special guest, a return guest to the studio today, Carol Richson. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be in the studio. It's been a while. It, it, it's been a while. It's time to talk Social Security, right? Right. And, and it factors into your retirement, Jeff. Of course, you're here to take any retirement questions, but Carol usually gets a lot of phone calls and questions when she's on. I say that because things get busy and we run out of time. So I will open up phone lines right now. 799-1130 is that Accunet Mortgage talk and text line for questions. 414-799-1130. When I say questions, Jeff, about Social Security, I mean, it could be anything. Well, absolutely. When you when should you take Social Security? Although we like to have uh, Carol give the updates on uh, what's going on with Social Security? Are there any big changes? You know, when's it going to go bankrupt? Things like that. She likes. She always likes to take questions. <laughs> when's like that. it going to go bankrupt? You said that so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's such a political hot potato. They would never let that happen. But I, I've got friends that disagree with me. I mean, they're adamant. They're like, "There's no." They think no it's going to go away. Oh yeah, they said, "Paul, if you think you're going to Social Security when you retire, you're nuts." And I tell them about you. Yeah. And I say it will be here because of what Jeff just said. Right. Do you agree? Yes. And, you know, like I've said before, it could be that the benefit amounts aren't going to be as much. You know what I mean? They might change the computation, but you still should get that. And I think, too, a lot of times people that are already getting benefits, they get really concerned about that. That what am I going to do if they take it away? What am I going to live on? That's never going to happen. It just isn't. You know, what, what would you do with all these people that had because, you know, there are a lot of people out there that that's their only source of income. Right. Oh, boy. If you but, think about that and right. then it's going away, if you hear that, you'd panic. Right. And it, it's just not going to happen for people that are receiving benefits. Um, the other thing is that I always tell people if you really, truly feel that way, then you ought to be seeing somebody like Jeff or his staff and investing money because, you know what I mean, if you want to have a comfortable lifestyle, which I think most of us do, then you need to do something besides Social Security because it was never intended to fully live on. And I think that's another thing people forget. It was meant to be a supplement to right. your pension, savings, IRAs, you know, whatever. Originally, it was never expected to last beyond age 65 because that was a life expectancy at that time. Oh, boy, we're living, I mean, the average American age is well in the upper 70s, I right. think. Yep. You know, well, and you look at the fact that there were so many boomers and everybody's collecting, you know, there's over 65 million people collecting benefits right now. And that's like an insane number when I think about it, you know. Well, you talk about the ways that uh, save Social Security. I, I remember Alan Greenspan, uh, Paul Ryan, and George W. Bush all put plans together to save Social Security. None of them had to do with really um, uh, eliminating benefits. It had to do with, as an example, some means testing right. for if you had a certain amount of income, like a high income, like over $33,000 a year, <laughs> a high <laughs> income, where you know, where, where they would decrease the increases. I remember Alan Greenspan had one that said that if, if inflation for the last decade was 3%, if we gave those with, as an example, 250000 or more of income, a 1% increase instead of a 3% increase, right. that was enough to save Social Security. And you had talked about some other things as well. 
Interesting, you know, Carol, that you said it was never intended to be your sole source of income in retirement, that we have to take responsibility on our own and save. And there's many ways right. to do that, right? right? I mean, there's pensions, there's 401ks. Uh, you've got to take that savings seriously. And I I don't know, you know, pensions to a degree are somewhat of a thing of the past, too. So, uh, you know, if you have a pension, that's great. But if if you don't have a pension, you really need to. And I think it boils down to just responsibility. Taking, you know, we're all supposed to be taking care of ourselves if we can. Uh, so, you know, you start when you're younger. Um, I talk about when kids come out of college, you can save fifty bucks a month, and then eventually increase it as you get raises and go up in the workforce. So, but that that's it. Starting right away, putting money away, getting right? A habit so of doing a habit. It. Yeah. Yes, Carol. Every time you're on, we mention the website, and every time that you say the website, you you make sure that we're on the right one. It's imperative. Yes, www.socialsecurity.gov. And the .gov is the real important thing because if you just Google Social Security, a lot of times you get stuff. Um, it's either phony or it might be if you if you Google disability and you want to file for disability, a lot of attorneys pop up. And if you start going on their websites, you're going to get a phone call, and then they're going to want to get your business, and that may not be what you wanted. So for any government agency, if you you know whether it's IRS or whatever, it should be .gov. And that way you know it's the legit website and the information is up-to-date, current, and everything. you. And you know that website, I was looking at it last night. It's, I think it's great. I mean, there's everything you could possibly want to know on there. And, and I got to put in a plug, too, for opening up the My Social Security accounts. That way you can kind of keep an eye on your, uh, you can keep an eye on your wages. You know, sometimes a company may have a problem where the wages didn't get posted properly and you won't get credit for that year until those wages get fixed and it's easier to do that year by year take a look and you know see did my wages get posted as opposed to waiting till 20 years and now all of a sudden you go to retire and it's like do I have that w2 is that company still in business so that you can get the credit for that for those wages I, I like looking at the history yeah it's funny wage. what you lived on isn't it <laughs> Well, it goes back to when you first get your social right. security number, right? Mm-hmm. So whether, whatever that age, for me, I think 15. Yeah, I was 16 when I got my first job. And I remember my mom saying, do not lose this card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I still have my first one. I Well, I did, but then I got married. So for, for women, that changes. But what, it, if we, what if we lose it, Carol? You can get a duplicate card. And actually, one of the nice things on the website right now is that in a lot of cases, if you have something, you know, unusual, say you're coming to this, coming to the U.S. from another country and you need a Social Security card to work, that you'd have to go into an office for. But if you just need a duplicate card, you can go online and go to the website and you can do that online, which is, I think, awesome because it used to be you had to come into the office to do that. But now they are uh, for, you know, you go in, you have your baby you can have a social security card issued. The hospital does the paperwork for you, so it's coming right from the source. Really? Yes, and that's been going on for quite a few years now. I don't think they do it. Let's see, Peyton is 26, so 26 years ago we did not do that. Yeah, and I know I know my daughter had to go, although she's a little older than Peyton, but 
Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, to get one right away. Right. And, you know, it takes a couple weeks to get it, but the the hospital fills out the information for you. They've got the birth information right there, so there's no chance for fraud. And it just makes it nice and simple. And the other thing, too, is that now IRS requires a Social Security number for all your kids, whereas when my daughter was little, they didn't require that. So, you know, you have to have it anyway, and why not get it taken care of right while you're there? You don't have to go into the office. And, and, and again, in your situation, you can just go online and do it. So there's a lot of things that they're improving on so that you don't have to go into an office. Socialsecurity.gov, G-O-V. Make sure you're on the right one. With Jeff Kowal and the Retirement Clinic, our guest, Carol Richson. Now, the official title, former head of public affairs for Social Security in Milwaukee. Yeah. That's good. That works. Is that close? <laughs> yeah, close it's, enough. It's, uh, retired public affairs specialist. You know, either one, it's it's fine. She really knows her social security stuff. So we've got questions. Are you ready to tackle a few, I, Jeff? Is I, that okay? Uh, sure, sounds good. Let's go to the phones. The Accident Mortgage Line is what you use. Four one four seven nine nine eleven thirty in Muskego. John, good morning. Morning, John. How hey, are good you? Morning. morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, um. At 62, I'm 69 now, but at 62, I started taking Social Security um, early. And after a year, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to delay it, and I will see if I could stretch it out till I'm 70. No problem. Uh, at 65, when I went to take uh, Medicare, I was totally shocked by the quote-unquote IRMA tax. Yeah, um, I had to go through I, that, too. I was making way too much money. And I found out it was more expensive for me to take Medicare than it was for me to take my employer's insurance. That's the so, case usually. Yeah, what was costing me $420 a month for Medicare, I was now paying under my employer um, $38 a pay period, so two pay periods in a month, whatever that math is, right. $76 a month. $76 versus $425, uh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Carol, why don't you talk a little bit about what IRMA is, the if, you know, if, if your income is over a certain amount, and I apologize, I don't have that amount right with me, um, but I know when I retired... It's my, about $182,000. Okay, month. so if your income is more than that, you're going to pay more than the standard premium for Medicare. And, you know, it can be expensive. I mean, I uh, I retired and my husband was still working. So between my pension and his income, I got hit with the Irma too. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that do I want to take the Medicare or do I want to just stick with my employer insurance? And if you have good employer insurance, I would stick with that if it's not costing you an arm and a leg, because a lot of times the employer insurance pays better than Medicare probably includes uh, prescriptions and maybe you're lucky enough to have dental care, things like that, things that that, uh, Medicare doesn't cover. You know, for prescriptions, you'd have to go into a Medicare D plan. So I think if you're able to get your insurance through your employer, it's not a bad idea to, to stay with that. And then whenever you retire, so if you worked until 70, they call it a special enrollment period, you're able to get your Medicare at that point in time, and there's no penalty for taking it later. So that's a good point that you brought up, John. And also, now, I let's decide I'm going to work past 70. So my plan is to work till 72. I can, 
I, I don't have to take that Medicare at 70. I can still wait till 72. Correct. correct? You know, the thing, I, I think the thing that gets confusing is if you wait until after 70 to take your Social Security benefits, you're losing money. From full retirement age to 70, you get the, the Social pay. Security as opposed to Medicare. Yes. Yeah. Did, med- I, yeah, did I, I say I, that wrong? No, no, you yeah, said it okay. right. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. to emphasize that. Okay, right. It, it, because it your benefits, you know, you're you're losing money. You get the 8% from full retirement age up till 70. You get that 8% increase. Security. Right. Um, but you don't get anything different if you wait until after 70. Then you start losing money. So always take your benefits by 70. And you can take your Medicare whenever you quit working. So if you decided to work until 80, you can take the Medicare then. Um, and then what they call it a special enrollment period. And really the reason for that is you're saving the government money by not taking Medicare. And, uh, you know, why penalize somebody for that? So you can keep your employer insurance and then just go to Medicare whenever you stop working. I, I got to admit, I was curious about what Irma stood for. You know, I hear it all the time. It's, it's a lady's name. But in yeah. this case, it's an acronym. Income Related Monthly Adjusted Amount. Right. Irma. There's so many acronyms in your business. There is. The, How do you gov- the government that? loves acronyms. Oh my god, the Secure Act, right? Yes. Uh, I don't even know what that stands for, but it is an acronym. Uh, and I think that helps you, John, with your question. It does. Now, the only other point I wanted to make is that once, uh, don't I have to prove every year that I've had health insurance? You have to. You have to prove that at the point that you decide to take. You know, when you start taking Medicare. So if you had a year. Where, you know, I ran into a guy that had a year where he didn't have any health insurance, and that was really an issue because then he ended up with a penalty on that. But, um, you know, as long as you can keep some pay stubs or things like that showing that you had it, or if you can get even a letter from the employer at the point that you go to apply for your Medicare, if you get a, a letter from the employer that states you were covered by their insurance from this period to the point that you're going to retire, that'll take care of that. Boy, a year without health insurance. Can I you would, imagine? I, no, I couldn't leave the house. I'd be paranoid. Right. If you're in a car accident, you're in the hospital. I, Who's paying those bills? You, you better hope somebody that hits you has the insurance. But well, yeah, I, in I can't any, imagine. In any event, whatever happens, mm-hmm. nobody knows. That's just it. Um, crazy. Hey, that was a good call. Thanks for getting us Thank started. You, John. Uh, we got Carol Ritson in studio. So Social Security questions and retirement questions because it is the Retirement Clinic hosted by Jeff Kowal on WISN. We go to Madison. Next up, Bill. Good morning. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good. Hi, Bill. Fine yourself. Good. We're great. With the recent increases in the federal borrowing rate, any forecast as to when CD rates might increase and what will they increase to? <laughs> well, there's some profits in you there. Know, I, I want to know that, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would be shorter term on your uh, CD rates. I think those are eventually going to start increasing uh, eventually. Um, uh and you don't know what what it's going to be up to, but I would say that if I were investing now in CDs, I would go relatively short-term anticipating that in six months to a year, interest rates are going to be higher even in CDs uh, with the inflation rate. Uh, the, the gap is going to be bigger between what they can pay and what they are uh, earning on it. Um, so I, I would say that I'd go shorter term right now and then plan on uh, six months to a year from now extending that to a year or two or five years. Eventually, they'll come down. Thank you. Okay. 
And thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Appreciate the question. We're on till 11 a.m., the retirement clinic. Jeff's website, by way of background, I usually start shows like this, but thekowalway.com. Please check out thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, the retirement clinic. Uh, plenty of time for your social security questions. And with Carol here, uh, now is the time to call in. Jim from Franklin is next up. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Jim. Hey, uh, Good morning. I want to work till I'm 70 years old. I'm 62 right now. And I'm planning on, or what your opinion is, is if I work till uh, till 70, but collect my Social Security at 67 and bank that while I'm still working full time. I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, you can wait until 70 and get the delayed retirement credits, which would give you an 8% increase a year. But what if you die at 71? You know, then you got nothing. So I don't think it's the or worst at 69. idea. Exactly. And I have not even gotten anything. Right. So it's not I mean, the worst I, idea. I would agree with I that. don't think it's the worst idea in the world because it's guaranteed money. You can invest it. And, uh, you know, if you're full retirement age of 67, you've got three years of getting a check every month that you can just put in the bank and do whatever you want with. Yeah, you won't get yep. the 8% increase each year, right. but you'll get cost of living increases exactly. each year. Exactly. I don't want to oh, get yeah, that. Go that's ahead. What was, that's what I was thinking because I really don't. I've been through a couple divorces and I don't have anything really saved. Sure. But I figure for that last three years or so. Not start, a bad uh, idea. Start, I would start, start grabbing some money in, in yeah. the bank. And, you know, and that's one of those things, too. It's personal for everybody and everybody has kind of an opinion of what they want to do. But I don't think that's a bad idea. And when I used to go out and do presentations, that was one thing that I talked of. Uh, talked about when you have different options, you know, you can you can take your, your benefits at full retirement age and then you can work and earn as much money as you want. In your case, you can bank it or you can wait until 70 or, uh, you know, you could work until 69 and get two years of delayed retirement credits and start taking your checks. So there are a few options there, but what you're talking about is not a bad idea at all. I think especially since you, you may not have accumulated so much right. because of your uh, divorces and and so I would be careful with that. Especially, I'd be careful with divorces as well. But that's a yeah. different issue. But uh, this you is know, not a mar marital show. Right. I, got, I got another part of the question too. Is okay, my daughter will be in college when I'm at retirement age. Okay, and when I have to pull, I guess I have to uh, have Medicare. Um, but I need to have her insured, and I I. Uh, my employer provides pr pretty decent health insurance. Uh, the fellow you were talking to before, um, I think I still have to take Medi Medicare and pay for it at the same time. I guess I'm fuzzy on that. Okay, you do not have to take Medicare at 65 if you're still working. If you're still covered by the employer's insurance, and I'm assuming that covers your daughter also, um, yeah. Medicare is not going to cover the kids. You know, it's not a, I, you know, that's a, a, a thing too where, you know, we work and we've got the family plan with the insurance and then you get to Medicare and it only covers the individual. So I think in your case, because of that too, I would just stick with the employer insurance. You can apply for the Part A, which is hospital inpatient insurance only. So it's only going to cover you if you're in the hospital, but there's no charge for that. So I would recommend applying for the Part A. Don't take the Part B, but stay with your employer insurance. 
Okay, because I got the VA uh, health insurance also. Okay, so, you know, you're kind of double covered, but at least that way, if you're, you know, if it's written in the divorce decree that you had to uh Keep insurance for your daughter. You're covered that way by staying with the insur- uh, the insurance from your employer. And one thing I was going to mention regarding marital status, Jim, is not uh, is that if you do have a spouse, sometimes it makes sense for the spouse to take Social Security first and save the higher one. So Correct. that's not that's not your situation. But sometimes that's a planning strategy as well to have the one with the lower income take the Social Security earlier, have the one with the higher income uh, continue and delay it. Jim, thank you for the questions. Yeah. A lot of calls coming in. That's great, and uh, we appreciate the call, Jim. He said he's you know thinking of working till seventy. And past shows, Jeff, I don't know. I get a, a mix here. Are we retiring early as Americans earlier, or is it a little bit of everything? It depends. I think now people are a little bit nervous, and if, if they have a job, especially with the economy as is, they're <laughs> staying with it a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, everybody's a little bit different. Um, Good answer, <laughs> and and the, there, there's a need for that skill, those skills too, you know, because you don't have new people necessarily coming up in the workforce. You you, you know of all the, the jobs that are unfilled. Well, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to, to work but anymore. A lot of times, employers want the employees to stick around longer because they've got expertise, right. they've got uh, uh, skills that they, they can't replace right now, either because there aren't new people coming in or because it's a valuable skill. Yeah, look at me. Clearly. Exactly. 30 years of running a broadcast uh, console board. Now, you, can, you can't just teach anybody that. No. Look I, at... I wouldn't know what to do with all that stuff. And, and Spencer's, oh. <laughs> that yeah. makes my head explode in there. It's like an airplane cockpit <laughs> yes, when you walk in. Is. That's what people describe it as. kind of looks like one. Um, it's not that hard, really. But, but there is truth to what you say, Jeff. Now, I, you're still working. Absolutely. And I'm not going to say your age, even though I know it. Yeah. You love what you do. You want to work. Absolutely. By choice. Yeah, yeah, I plan on working. Uh, you know, I work too. I mean, this is, I shouldn't say it, it's my 50th year of working. <laughs> you just did. I know. It's we, out there. You must like it. Carol, you I, like it. Yeah, I have a hard time sitting still. Yeah. You know, so I just, I don't know. And I do have things to do, but, and it's not every day and it's kind of on my terms and the pay is good. So well, you know what? Just it. It's on your terms. And for a lot exactly. of us, that's, that's how it is. We love what we're doing. No kidding. What if it wasn't on your chart? You know, that's yeah. a different scenario or you don't like your job. Right. Uh, so yep. Yeah. Uh, good stuff today. Boy, we're busy on the phone. So we got to sneak in a it's break. It's raining out. <laughs> Is it now raining officially? Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of raining everywhere. So if I think, you know, people are home listening, which yep. is good. It's a very good thing. I just don't want Strawberry Festival in Cedarburg to be rained out today. I had I plans. Uh, a lot of stuff. Summerfest going on this weekend, of course. We'll take a quick break on the Retirement Clinic. You can reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, thekowalway.com. By the way, celebrating 35 years. This is your 35th anniversary year, Jeff. Of the re- of, uh, of not the Retirement Clinic, but of Kowal your Investment business. Group. That's right. That's huge. 1987 is kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And it's 35 years of retirement planning, so that's what we do all the time is retirement and investment planning. It's all we do. And your number at the Kowal Investment group is 262-522-4040. Our number, WISN, for your questions, open the Acunet Mortgage Line, 414-799-1130. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Saving for retirement is a priority that is often moved to the back burner, especially amid times of crisis or financial disruption. 
Small business owners are no exception to this. In fact, they are among the Americans most likely to fall behind on retirement savings. According to a recent study, 37% of small business owners say they aren't confident they are saving enough for retirement. Many business owners consider it a priority to invest back into their business rather than invest any excess cash into a long-term tax-deferred retirement plan, which can take a toll on future financial goals. If you have fallen behind on retirement savings or not feeling confident that you will have enough, there are some steps you can take to close the gap. First, put in at least 10% of your income into a retirement account, if you can. Generally, saving 10 to 15% of your earnings over a 40-year career should allow you to maintain the same standard of living in retirement. Next, cut back in your budget and redirect that money to savings. A small move to cut some current expenses can give your retirement plan an added boost. Lastly, talk to us at Coal Investment Group about your investment portfolio. Our team of fiduciary advisors are here to help. We will work with you to examine your current situation and assess if you could take more risk. While a volatile market may not seem like the best environment to invest in, you may actually be able to take advantage of underpriced funds and, and opportunities you otherwise wouldn't have. If you're not sure where to start or if you need some advice, we are here to help. Give us a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment. That's for business owners. Jeff, their savings and security. Well, Aaron was talking about what we were talking about earlier. Just, uh, you know, you have to, uh, if you're behind on your savings, Social Security isn't going to be enough. Make sure that you supplement it. Make sure that you're putting money away on a consistent, regular basis into your retirement plans, even if you need to adjust your budget. Uh, whatever you need to do to make sure you start pouring money into that. And it's a great time to do it as well. We have Carol Richson in studio. Social security questions are certainly welcome. That's kind of the topic of the day. And Jeff is here for any retirement questions. As the retirement clinic continues on WISN, we are live and we welcome your questions. McGuanago, Tim is up next. Good morning, My sir. neighbor. Uh, hi, Tim. <laughs> hey, thank you. Um, so I'm only in my uh, late 30s. Um, I have a traditional uh, 401k. Uh, however, when I was younger, um, I was a firefighter for 10 years. So I'm in the WRS, Wisconsin Retirement System, and I have some money there. Um, I just don't know what to do with that money if I'm not going to be a state employee going forward. Do I pull that out now? Do I wait until retirement, or do I have the option to roll that into my 401k? Well, that's a that's a great question, and it's a tough time for you because you're at an, an, an age at which you're not about to take the income. Because if you look at your lump sum and the amount, they'll base your lump sum on the full amount. Or I'm sorry, your income on the full amount. So let's say you have $100,000 in there, and then they say you're going to take income, they'd pay about 6.5%. And then you say, well, I will just take that $100,000 lump sum, I'll take that out. They said, no, no. As a lump sum, if you take it out, you get 50000 So you get half that amount. So you have to be careful with those calculations, um, especially at your young age. I would be inclined to find out if you could take the lump sum because that, that gives you some time. If you were close to retirement, it makes more sense to take the pension income. If you're uh, quite a few years away, which it sounds like you are, I'd take a look and see if you could take that lump sum. But be aware that it's not going to be the full amount of lump sum that it says on your statement because that's what the uh, income is based off of, uh, not the lump sum. So you might get half of that amount as a lump sum. Okay. 
Does that make some sense? You can give my office a call and I can help walk you through that as well. Yeah, good question, Tim. Uh, the Kowalway.com. Uh, we'll give you more information. 262-522-4040. Yeah, some things in the Wisconsin retirement system are a little bit quirky, especially with regards to lump sum and the uh, ability to take that full amount out. And So we'll just take a look at it with them. Carol, rapid fire texts here. We've got a bunch that came in. And okay. I'll, I'll go quick because we like the phone calls, but we certainly welcome texts. Carol, I've tried signing up on the SS site twice in the last year, and after filling everything out, it says I cannot verify who I am. Who do I contact to straighten this out? Thanks, Jim and Tosa. I would contact the Social Security office, and you can call... <coughs> Milwaukee's me, office, right? You can contact one of the Milwaukee offices, or you can call 1-800-772-1213. You know, I had that trouble when I signed up for mine because... They ask you security questions, and it's like, you know, did you have a bank account with with which with uh, any of these uh, different banks? And with my husband, it said, were you ever self-employed? And he did own a business, but when we answered yes, it was like, nope, that's wrong. Then we did it again, and he answered, nope, nope, that's wrong. It's just so sometimes it's a little annoying. I've got those issues too, right yeah. now, Carol. Those right. Se- those uh, secure questions. I don't right. like the bot stuff where it's like. How many traffic lights are? What, what is know, all that like, stuff? Is that a traffic light or not? You know, oh, it yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah. So there's got to be a better system for security. Here's the next one. How can you get Social Security to correct your wages, Carol? Oh, that's that's actually a pretty simple process. All you have to do is bring in for whatever year that the wages are wrong. Just take in a W two, or if you don't have that W two, if you can get a statement from the employer as to you know some kind of a letter as to how much you earned that year, you can just bring it into an office, or you can mail it into an office. I would mail it in with a copy of your statement showing. Uh, you know what what the statement shows versus what your W two shows, and then they can add those wages in. I mean, they base your wages, they base your social security benefit on your high thirty five years of work. So if it's a high year, do it. But if it's something you earned back in the seventies, you know, I I don't know, I made a buck sixty an hour back then at the IRS, and so. Um, those wages really don't do anything for you. So if, but if it's a higher, you know, if it's a higher or a more recent uh, income amount, then you want to send in that W two. Is that your real salary? Everybody remembers their first job. It was a buck sixty an hour. At, yeah, I worked at started at the IRS when I was sixteen, and I. I mean, compared to babysitting, that was big money. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a real job, right? Yes. I, uh, it was a re- I was working for the public affairs specialist, ironically. That's where I, my career started and ended. So, That's funny. It's funny you mentioned that, too. I've I got one more text to read here. Quick. Okay. And these are good ones, so we'll do it really quick. If you're under full retirement age and you want to collect Social Security, how much money can you make per year? Here's another question. Can you make that maximum amount during four months of the year and not work the rest? In other words, what happens if you start collecting mid-year, Carol? If you collect, well, you know, for that maximum amount, yes, you can do that. It uh, it used to be, you know, that you, if, if it was $100 to get a credit, you'd have to earn $100 in the first quarter, in the 100 in the second, et cetera. Now you could make all your money in the first month. And there are a lot of people that do that. And you can collect your benefits. So yeah, that doesn't make any difference. And I'm sorry, what was the first? Oh, the first question was how much can you earn? Ah, 19560 Oh, there you go. So then after that, you don't, and again, this is always comes up because you don't lose the benefit. You lose 
uh, a dollar benefit for, for every, every two dollars over right. that, and you say, "Well, I I lose it then." And well, you don't lose it because your Social Security is higher later on. Then right. when you have to pay that back. And you know, so if you are if you go over that if you go over that nineteen thousand by a thousand dollars. They'll take $500 away from one of your Social Security checks, and then the rest of the year you'll get your full check. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. It's, and- I've had, you know, sometimes doing that on paper with people makes it click a little more because sometimes it is a little convoluted. But yep, yeah, seeing they, it in black and white. Right. Uh, Carol, these are great questions. More importantly, good answers on your end. And Jeff, we do have a sexy segment on today's show, right? Indeed, we do. Like, I, I don't come unless there is one, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what brings me to this show. Oh, it's so much fun. It'll be next after the break. It's about wealth management and preservation. As Jeff said, money's sexy. Started this years ago. People ask why we call it that. Well, it, uh, it, the, whole, the show is for everybody, but that particular segment is generally for those with over a million dollars. And once you've accumulated some wealth, uh, the more money you have, some people think that that's sexy. So we've called it the wealth management and preservation segment. That's, that, that doesn't the, sound as good, though. The sexy segment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just easier to say sexy segment coming up next and we do it every week on the retirement clinic hey how to reach out with questions off the air real simple the kowalway.com uh, four locations world headquarters obviously in waukesha we've talked about this before but jeff now you've got a ozaki county location in port washington phoenix arizona and racine you're right off the freeway at highway 20 absolutely in, in Racine. So the koalway.com. And Carol mentioned and stressed the fact for Social Security, go to the right site, socialsecurity.gov. If you've got questions, we've got plenty of time in the retirement clinic to answer those Social Security and retirement questions on the Acunet Mortgage Line, 414-799-1130. We'll be right back. The sexy segment. We continue the retirement clinic. It's about wealth management and preservation. Uh, Carol Richson joins us. That We're talking Social Security with Jeff Kowal today. Uh, before we get to that segment, though, been hanging on in Heartland for a while. I want to take Mark's call and sneak him in quickly. Mark, good morning. What's your question? Good morning. Um, I've been Social Security for about three years now, and I sold some property in 20 and 21, two different years, and that greatly increased my um the Medicare. I earned my in, my income well, and, and my Medicare payments. Is there a way to, because that's not my normal pension income, is there a way to to get that reduced and not and not show those sale of the properties those two years? It will reduce automatically. That you know that Irma uh, penalty, shall we say, that you get, that only lasts for a year. After you, you know, after you sold the property, you can't really get it wiped off if you sold okay. the property just because you wanted to sell it. You know, if you were forced to sell it or there was some Uh-oh. kind of extenuating yes. circumstances, you can apply for a um, exemption on that. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. But otherwise, All it right. only affects your Medicare for a year. It's not like it's an ongoing payment. Does that make sense? Correct. Correct. It, it does make sense. <laughs> 
I just didn't work. Wish it didn't work that way, but I guess that's how it works. So, I yeah, <laughs> having been through it myself, I agree with you. <laughs> okay, I'll just have to live with it for a year. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thanks for the call, Mark. I uh, appreciate Thank the you. call. All right, what's in this segment? So just- this. This segment is for everybody. Usually we'll do a horror story. Carol doesn't have a horror story, but I've got one. I think she's got some, that, but we can't do them on That's the air. right. Oh, that, they're that's, kind that's, of inappropriate. So let's, for let's radio. let her rip. No, here. But this one is a horror story nonetheless. Social Security bill would give seniors an extra $2,400 a year. Here's how it would work. That in itself sounds pretty good. The authors are Bernie Sanders from Vermont, and Peter Fazio, a Democrat from Oregon. What they're talking about, this was a bill that was introduced uh, on June 9th. Um, Social Security recipients receive one cost of living adjustment each year. This year is up to 5.9%. Inflation rose 8.6% from a year ago, a four-decade high. So they're saying, well, this isn't nearly enough to cover uh, the expenses for seniors, so we'll just give an additional $200 a month. And they're going to they're going to uh, um, uh, support support that pay for it with uh, income people with incomes over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. This is where it gets interesting slash complicated. So it, the article goes on to say many many seniors rely on Social Security for the majority, if not all, of their income. Average monthly Social Security is $1,658, so a $200 increase would be a 12% boost. And the bill would also make several additional changes to the program, including the budgeting the program's funding by applying Social Security payroll tax on all incomes above $250,000. Currently, it's at $147,000. You don't have a, a problem with... Increasing that number from, I'm talking to Carol, increasing the number over 147,000, right? No. I, I, You know, I think when they talk about all these different things on ways to fix the system and make it more solvent, I've actually wondered why they haven't raised that 147. Make it whatever you earn. You know what I mean? Pay, pay FICA taxes on everything that you earn. And I know a lot of people wouldn't be real happy right. with that situation. Right. Um, but, you know. But this is what complicates it. It, it says, this, this proud sponsor says, and this is what I always worry about when when Congress is involved. It says, all without raising taxes by one penny on over 93% of Americans. So you know it's going to be underfunded, that if they're going to do that, it's going to be underfunded. And then they're going to say, yeah, it's just going to be people with $250,000 or above, and we're going to carve out those from 147 to 250. So there's a donut hole there. So people be over 147 up to 250 won't pay more. It'll kick in over 250. Well, People are going to do things to reduce their income, right. so they're not going oh, to be yeah. paying over. So they'll reduce their income over to under two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Congress is going to say, "Well, we've made a miscalculation, and it's not going to cover ninety three percent. We're going to have to increase taxes on everybody because we're giving out this additional benefit and not being able to fund it." So, those are types of things that worry me. And once you said Bernie Sanders was a part of it, I just I know, immediately, I mean, I Carol know. and I looked at each other. Glazed over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought he, I mean, he's, is he, I thought he was dead. I really thought <laughs> yeah. that he looks dead, doesn't he? How old do you think Bernie Sanders is? Take a um, guess. 80? I'd say 80 or 82. I could look it up. Ooh, but close. I, I, I did look it up. Carol? Okay. I, I'm going to say 80, 80 to 82. He's 80. Wow. 
Well, Tell you know, you saw the Facebook things with the mittens. It was on everything. <laughs> yes, that I did. That was hilarious. Uh, that's how we sat at the, it was the inauguration. Right. And then everybody had those mittens. You know, they were. He showed up on every meme. Right. And yeah. it was, it was hilarious. So the bottom line on this is just when this, when Bernie Sanders and Fazio put, submit something, not that it's necessarily bad, but I would just guard your wallet and. You know, chances are anything that they submit is going to be overly generous and underfunded, and it's going to hit, eventually hit all of us. You just, I think we just have to be careful with that, be thoughtful about it. I think that we do need to do some things to address Social Security yeah. and the uh, solvency of it. So many people rely on it that, uh, yeah, that you just that have is to be true. careful how you do it. Well, and, you know, this conversation's gone on for years and years and years, and it's kind of um, – I don't know. You know, you look at Congress and they're having meetings about this, that, and whatever, and it just goes on and on and on, and nothing's ever accomplished. And well, that's government, right? And I, I think that's sometimes my it's piece. okay. You know, if nothing's <laughs> accomplished, it yeah, it's not, maybe, they're exactly. not doing something to us. So it, it depends on the issue right. for sure. Um, Good stuff. Okay. That was today's sexy segment. Well done. (laughs) Brought to you by the Kowal Investment Group and Jeff Kowal here on WISN, the retirement clinic with our guest, special guest, Carol Richson. A lot of good questions on Social Security. The texts are still rolling in, so we'll give out information off the air how to reach out to both Carol and Jeff and the Kowal Investment Group as we continue WISN's retirement clinic. Back with Jeff Kowal, WISN's Retirement Clinic. Now, Jeff, off the air, we need to close up. Because of all these questions coming in, we could go on for hours, Carol. I'm sure you'd love to do that. I would. And answer Social Security questions, right? You do it so well, too. Thank you for coming on, Thank you for having me. And let's kind of close on that note, Jeff. Retirement questions, certainly call the Kowal Investment Group. Absolutely. Social Security questions as well. If it's appropriate, we'll get Carol involved with us. Um, she's a great, valuable asset and resource for us at the Kowal Investment Group. And Carol, you had, uh, at, so it's 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040 for your retirement questions, uh, investment questions, especially during this difficult time. Um, or the com. But Carol, you had a, a warning for people too as well. I just wanted, you know, I always mention the scams when I come on and I just want to, again, stress to people when somebody's calling you and they're saying they're from Social Security and, you know, you're going to be arrested or your card's been compromised or whatever their nonsense is. Or they ask for your number. Yes. Just hang up on them or have a little fun with them because, you know, I do that sometimes and <laughs> depending on the mood that I'm in. But the thing is, is Social Security is never going to call you just out of the blue and ask you these questions. Now, if I call there and I've got something, you know, I'm going through a claim with somebody, they may call me and ask me for some information, but you initiated that contact. So if they're just calling you out of the blue, it's a scam. They're trying to get your social security number. You know, it's like the Amazon stuff. It's like everything. They're just trying to get into your wallet somehow. Hang up on them. You know, don't worry about it. Don't agonize over the fact. I've seen people agonize. Well, what oh, if yeah. they really need? They don't. Just, That's right. you know, they'll send you something in writing. Don't fall for it. Exactly. Uh, great advice, Carol. Uh, Jeff, we've got 10, 15 seconds left. The well, floor is yours. If you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, do give our office a call at 262 
522-4040 or thekowalway.com and listen to our business reports Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff, with those market updates. Great show. News coming up next, WISM Milwaukee.